Hello, welcome to the Matthias J. Barker podcast. My name is Matthias and I'm a psychotherapist in Spokane, Washington. And this is a podcast about mental health and moving towards what's meaningful, even despite hardship. You might notice that my voice is especially low and boomy today, and that's because I got a new microphone, which is very exciting. So now you get all the low end in my voice. Okay, I'll stop that. I'm sorry. Um, today's episode is about friendship. I, I really it took me a while to kind of come across all this information in the sense that, well, like I moved every year of my life growing up and had to remake friends pretty often. My dad was just kind of working his way up the ladder at his work and just kind of moving from call center to call center. And, and, uh, I just had to restart a lot. And so I think there was just kind of this rhythm that I got into around making new friends and, and trying to find common ground with people and trying to build intimacy and closeness really quickly that later, once I kind of started studying psychology, I had words to be able to put to that. And really kind of what I centered in on was small talk and the utility of small talk, the utility of being able to have kind of these medium and, and small, seemingly insignificant conversations and then scale those up into larger conversations. And that's that's kind of what this episode about is about. It's, it's about my process of being able to kind of assess and understand if someone is trustworthy and then slowly but surely being able to build that trust and build that secure base to be able to maybe have a lasting friendship. So that is kind of the topic today. I'm excited to show you. Friends are the only relationship that you have that isn't contractually obligated to you. Have you thought about that? You know, a spouse, you signed a wedding contract to you. An employer, you signed a contract. Even um, there's like social contracts, even like at a grocery store. It's not like your sales clerk could leave the conversation if he or she was bored. You know? So there's a real um, value in a friendship that you don't have in other relationships because a friend is someone who chooses to be around you. You know, maybe that friend is uh, working 40-hour weeks and has a family and has lots of obligations, but they choose to spend their very limited free time with you voluntarily. And so there's something like really enriching about a good friendship in your life because it's nice to know that there's someone in the world that would actually prefer to be around you. And there's no bribe or pay <laughs> included in uh, forcing that. It's just they just generally want to be in your presence. And you know, it's hard. It's hard to make friends as an adult, you know, because in a perfect world, um, your friends in kindergarten would be your friends in middle school, and then your friends in middle school would be your friends in high school, and then you'd go to college together and dorm together, and then you'd all meet your partners and raise kids, and all your friends would be in Little League, you know, together. It's like, you know, that doesn't work. That doesn't happen, because we live in kind of a mobile society where People go to school in different states, and then they take jobs in different states. And so most of us are forced to learn how to make friendships as kind of a post-college adult. And it's not obvious how to do that. It's not simple. It's not like we had all the, you know, in college, there was all the recreational activities and all the student events, and you could just go to the bar until 2 a.m. But I don't know, you're old now. You have a career. You, I don't know, maybe you have kids. It's like, how do you make a friendship with somebody um, when you have such limited time and maybe not all the same kinds of spaces. So that's, that's kind of what I want to talk about today is how to do that. And maybe some overarching principles about how to begin a friendship that might be helpful, you know, as an adult, you know, so here's, here's maybe the common theme that we're going to be talking about. The overarching theme is friendship is built on common interest and really common ground holistically. And 
you know, the more common ground that you hold with someone, maybe the richer or the more enduring the friendship will be. If you have the same sense of humor, if you have maybe some of the same hobbies, and that's, especially initially, that's really important, but uh, some of the same values, whether that's like religious or political or, you know, the same direction that your life is headed, you know, you have a similarity in how you see the world and how you operate in the world as a person. The more common ground you have, the more long-lasting the friendship will be. And so the question then becomes, like, how do you find people that you have that commonality with, that you have that common ground with so that you can have this rich friendship that is really necessary to living a flourishing life? And, you know, I want to talk about a dynamic today that um, I think every introvert I've ever talked to hates this, and it doesn't get a lot of good press ever. It's always something kind of pejorative, but there's something important to it. So I want to break it down maybe piece by piece psychologically to make a case for the utility of small talk. I, I know I probably just lost a few of you, but there's, there's something so important about small talk that is, I think, so overlooked and people just want to skip that or they feel awkward with that. And, and so, they, and I think, unfortunately, that actually limits your ability to meet new people and to find good friends if, as if you're bad at small talk. And the reason small talk is important is because it starts, and I'll make a case for this, when you meet somebody, you start really at a general level of just interests and hobbies and things that you just find remotely interesting, and then you move up maybe progressively into more vulnerable or more uh, deeper substantive topics. And, and it's, it's built that way on purpose because, well, here's the thing, you know, when, when, you're, when you feel awkward socially, that's usually one of two things. One, awkwardness is uh, the inability to establish common ground or to like pushing and, and operating towards somebody as if you have common ground when you don't. And I'll give you an example. Let's say that uh, I really love the show The Office, you know, TV show. It's, it's, it's super awkward and funny. And, and so let's say like uh, we're acquaintances and we're having, maybe there's like a work party or something and we're having a conversation, you know, over some fruit punch. And, and I make like an office reference. I say something like parkour. You know, if you've watched The Office, if you've, you know, seen that show, and then you might laugh at that joke, and, and we would chuckle, and that would be a good old thing. But, but let's say you haven't seen that TV show. You would just look at me like, parkour, what? And, and then let's say uh, I operate towards you as if we have common ground, and, and I keep going, and, or I try to explain the TV episode and why it's funny. That would be super awkward. You know, it's, it's not necessarily awkward to discover that you don't have common ground, because I could ask. Hey, have you, do you have any TV shows that you like, like watch TV? And then you could say, oh, no, you know, I read mostly. I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. And then I could, you know, we can move on to a different topic of conversation. That's not awkward. But if you said, oh, no, you know, I read, I read books. And then I'm like, oh, well, you got to see this TV show. The Office is just hilarious. Then that would be awkward because, you know, I'm operating towards you as if we have common ground, as if we have a common interest when you don't. And that's really important to know. That's information about the other person that's crucial because, Really what we're trying to get down to is, do you have an awareness of me? And, and these little like small minute social exchanges kind of function as boundaries. And so like if I tell you, I don't know, I'm more into reading books, I don't really watch a lot of TV. And then you cross that boundary and still talk to me about TV for the next 20 minutes. I'm like, if you can't respect even that pretty like, you know, benign social boundary, how are you going to react to my more important boundaries? How are you going to react to the parts where I really don't need you to intrude? Um, 
if you don't have an awareness of me, if you can't see that that's not a conversation I'm very interested in, how are you going to have an awareness of me when it really counts? When, um, when I'm in pain or when I need you or when I'm struggling or when I have a, a deep like existential question that I'm trying to ponder, like you don't have an awareness of me in the small things. That means you probably won't have an awareness of me in the big things. And so small talk is really a series of these social tests that, that really are trying to answer the question, can I trust you? And that's why it's drastically important. It's important that you get good at it. It's important that you don't look at it in a negative light because um, it's, it's not obvious that you can just skip the small talk and go right to meaningful things. And, because, and, and people who do, people who just kind of resist the small talk and go right to the deep right away, it's usually kind of these short-lived, really intense kind of friendships that might even cross some weird boundaries and get into like codependent, really weird things. Like you've seen that. You've seen people that just get really involved and kind of like overly attached to people. It's like, because there wasn't likely like just this infrastructure of noticing, do you have an awareness of me? Can you respect my boundaries? Do we have common ground? And then only once we establish that in the more general things, then we can move to the more specific things. So, you know, for me, it's uh, often like, so I, I have like steak nights at my house pretty often. I, I love uh, barbecue and steak. And so, you know, if I have like an acquaintance or someone I'm kind of getting to know, or, you know, uh, I'll invite them to one of my steak nights, you know, and, and, uh, and that's kind of the first test, right? It's like, okay, do we have just like the same food in mind? Like, do we like the same things? And, and so I'm like, okay, cool. So maybe they like steak or maybe they like whiskey or something. So they'll come over and we'll have uh, a dram and, and a steak and, and we'll talk. And then maybe we have a conversation after that. And I'm just like, oh, what do you do for work? And, you know, like, oh, that maybe they are a school teacher. And then, and then I say, oh, yeah, I'm a, a psychotherapist. And then maybe we have conversation about how, like, uh, working with kids and what it's like trying to motivate kids and help kids accomplish their schoolwork during COVID. And that's a topic that's really on my mind. That's, I'm sure, a topic that's on their mind. And so we talk about that a little bit more. And then progressively, it can get to more and more vulnerable topics and more topics of substance. But, but not if the more mundane topics don't get laid down first. So as you're thinking about, well, how do I, you know, make friends as an adult? It starts by just finding mundane things that you're interested in, just kind of like loose hobbies and finding a group that also has that hobby and then maybe going through and making connections with several people in that group. And you're looking for people who have more common ground than just that one thing. So um, you know, Facebook is a great place to find groups, you know, for that kind of stuff. Like I joined a Facebook group that was on tropical plants and they did a plant trade. And so we all met at the park, like 40 people all met at the park and we're trading rare tropical plants. And then you have conversations with people and you see like, okay, do we have more in common than just plants? Like maybe, like maybe not. And, and so you have those kind of conversations. Uh, I've, you know, like I said, the steak nights, what else? Um, I've joined different like music groups over time. So like going to church and volunteering like at church in different departments, that's a good thing that, that I've done where I've met um, good friends. It's, it's kind of going to those larger social groups, looking for people with common ground and then finding more and more things that the friendship can kind of be about as you get to more substantive matters. So unfortunately that's um, the only way to do it too. You know, this, I don't have enough time maybe in this post to go into like stuff around social anxiety. Maybe that'd be a good post all on its own, but um, Small talk is important. That's how you make friendships is by starting broad and then moving to more substantive topics. So those are my thoughts today. Those are my thoughts for a Friday morning. I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you next week.